0: Debbie George Addis, welcome to my show, America Can We Talk. Today we're going to talk about Democrats love power more than America, Ukraine and Russia, it's complicated. I had a lengthy interview with Trevor Loudon over the weekend, which I'm going to share with you today. You will love it, Trevor Loudon. And finally, the worst thing about Will and Jada Smith. And of course, I'll tell you why these stories matter to you. Stay tuned. on America Can We Talk, I talk about election integrity, border security, health care freedom, race relations, energy and tax policy, education policy, free speech and assembly, freedom of religion, and all other issues that touch on the God-given right of every American to life, liberty, and the pursuit of their version of happiness. Stay tuned. Hello again and welcome to America Can We Talk to today's First Five. I'm Debbie George-Addis. The first five today, I called it Democrats love power more than America, and I really want, I'm not trying to be facetious in that title. There is increasing concern among people with the highest levels of power in Washington and around the country about our current president's capacity to perform the job as commander in chief as president of the United States. A recent exchange with a, a newspaper reporter, a Fox News reporter, uh, Peter Doocy, uh, as just one example, he asked the president Are you concerned about the fact that you walk back several really prominent things he says uh, are you worried that other leaders in the world are going to start to doubt that america's back if some of these big things that you say in the world stage keep getting walked back and so you know naturally president biden responds what are you what are you getting at what are you talking about and there was an exchange and very recently in remarks on the international stage in front of the cameras you know voice rolling Uh, President Biden made remarks that appeared to indicate, number one, that perhaps US troops were going to the Ukraine. Number two, it sounded, from what he said, like the United States would possibly use a chemical weapon, because he's responding to things that were being described that the Russians may do. And third, it sounds like you're calling for regime change in Russia, which anyone listening to President Biden would have drawn those conclusions. And so, of course, after these kind of remarks, the White House has to walk back, has to explain, well, he didn't really mean that, he meant this, not that, not this. They keep having to walk back, re-explain, you know, reinterpret his remarks. And I know that this show is a conservative show and that I spend a lot of time dedicated to talking about ideas and policies and, and which way America should go, the unique importance of America's founding ideals and all of that. I steer away in this show. I do not spend time mocking people's hairstyles, choices of clothing, the, anything about their physical features, because I think it's irrelevant. And I think that much of the the political commentary that, that mocks people's physical appearance um, is completely absurd, not just absurd, but irrelevant and distracting. But what we're talking about here, this is not a political, um, you know, tough gut, a political tough attack on him. This is not being unfair about a feature of his. This has to do whether or not with whether or not President Biden has a cognitive capacity to do his job. And you may recognize in the United States um, Constitution we have the Twenty Fifth Amendment, uh, which was put in place to allow for a process, a, a smooth process, by which a president, if he were to become incapacitated can be replaced. It allows people beneath the president to initiate this. And this was this is there to allow for, I am arguing to you, exactly this kind of situation. The 25th Amendment is there to say that when the president, that isn't like these three little gaffes I just mentioned to you, which are far more than gaffes, they're dangerous misstatements, apparently later, because they're walked back, they're misstatements. These are dangerous things. He has been confused since early on the campaign. uh, The few times that they even allowed him out of his basement in Delaware, he he was lost and where he was talking couldn't remember where he was, what he was talking about, what he was running for. And so there have been indicators to anyone paying attention that there's a severe mental decline going on with Joe Biden. In fact, so severe that in February of this year, there was a, a letter sent from the United States Congress signed on to by a a significant portion of members of Congress basically saying, we're writing again to express our concern with your current cognitive state. And it actually lays out in the letter, it doesn't just say, hey, we think you're crazy, get a medical test. It says, here are the things you've done. These are consistent with the behaviors of someone who's suffering cognitive decline. They run through in this letter exactly the kind of things that would cause any family member, anyone who was, was around someone regularly, to become concerned. And they're urging him to take a cognitive, cognitive test along with his uh, regular medical exam. So I sent to Mr. Becker the Wonderful um, a uh, a little video, a, a excerpt from a video. This is uh, a congressman, former doctor for President Trump, who is talking about the grave need f- to have our current commander in chief undergo a cognitive test. Let's quick play that
1: the man's 79 years old 50 percent of the united states population does not believe that he's mentally fit and cognitively fit to lead this country as our commander-in-chief and our head of state and so dr o'connor spent six pages talking about useless stuff that no one cares about and did not address the elephant in the room which is is this man cognitively fit to be our president whenever president trump had his physical done i did a cognitive test on him president trump was the first president to ever have one done and that was because the far left and the liberal media demanded they were relentless in their pursuit of me and getting his physical done and including the cognitive test as part of that. We did that. And I did it because I was 100 percent sure that President that there was a one single thing wrong with President Trump. And he, he, he said, let's do it, Ronnie. I got nothing to hide. But they are just as sure right now that Biden would not do well in this test. And that's why they ran mm-hmm. away from this and they will not do it because they know he'll fail miserably. You know, he will validate what the what the public thinks about him right now, that he's not fit to be our commander in chief.
0: And that's a true story. You know, I tell you folks, I understand very much how people who are left wingers and I, I do get Democrats and lefties watching the show and sending me snarky things and making snarky comments. But I want to ask you seriously, no matter where you fall on the political spectrum, if you're a radical leftist and you love, you know, Bernie Sanders, do you actually think in this time of perpetual concern about whether we're on the precipice of World War Three? with Russians having nuclear weapons, Russians uh, stirring up the Ukraine, and and many people believe intending to expand further into the former Baltic states and into trying to expand back into having the previous Soviet Union. Do you really want a commander-in-chief of either party who is not in touch, who does not follow what is happening? I urge you to read this letter from the members of Congress to the White House, because they regale him with you know, on this date, you didn't remember which office you were running for. It isn't like a a slight misstep where you misdate someone's name. It is not being able to carry on a speech, a conversation. In fact, to the point I mentioned yesterday, the the, uh, Wall Street Journal actually ran an editorial suggesting that they shouldn't let the president speak in public unless he's on script, unless he's on, and, and you can't keep him on script anyway. I will say to those people listening also who did not care for President Trump, because I know some, as I say, some lefties watch this show, or maybe some Republicans didn't like Trump. Because the left was insistent on, they kept talking about invoking the 25th Amendment, and so in response, a responsible uh, answer from the White House at that time was, as you heard Dr. Ronnie Jackson saying, so they gave President Trump a cognitive test. He's fully healthily, a- mentally healthy, um, and, and you know doesn't he did not experience any of the kind of, just completely lost in his remarks, lost in where he is, what he's running for, who he's talking to, what the issue is that you see not once in a while, but day after day after day after day after day with President Joe Biden. This is a very serious time, and it's time, and I will tell you, it's why I called this segment, segment of this show, uh, Why the Democrats Love Power More Than America, because they can see it too. Because they can see it. The leaders in the Democrat Party, House, Senate, all around the, the upper echelons of power, everyone around President Biden can see it. And yet the danger to them, because frankly, many people in the country could see it before Biden even uh, you know, was put into the White House on January 20th. They could see it from his campaign remarks, his entire, the, the um, look on his face when he's confused and can't follow what's happening. They could see it, but they saw him as the way the Democrat Cabal saw him as the way to get power. They knew the other candidates for running for the presidency in 2020 were too far left. America's not going to go with these basic open socialists. Bernie Sanders, at least being honest about being a socialist, the rest of them as far left as Bernie Sanders, except a little more uh, wise in holding, or they would uh, say wise or wily or whatever it is, you know, keeping their left wing views hidden from the voters. Biden was seen as a kind of affable, grandfatherly—you know, kind of a goofball, but you know, not harmful, uh, middle of the road.er That's how he was seen by uh, the Democrat Party who agreed to put him in place, and they even then could see his mental capacity was extremely diminished. It's only getting worse. This is not a joke, and this is not time for the American people to be well—you know, like the nice old grandpa. Let's just leave leave him. He's not hurting anything. When you're the leader of the free world, at a time when Russia, the leader of the communist world, is pushing forward in Ukraine and other places, it's time for Americans to insist on the invocation of the 25th Amendment and having the President of the United States undergo a serious cognitive test by an actual doctor and find out whether we, the American people, should be relying on him to keep our country safe. And that, my very fine friends, is today's First Five. I'm doing a tiniest little segment here because I'll tell you very quickly over the weekend, uh, Trevor Loudon was in town. Um, He spoke at an event here in Dallas on Sunday. We were not able to go to it Sunday evening. We weren't able to go to that, but um, I've known Trevor Loudon for years and he's been on the show numerous times. He's just an astonishing uh, figure really in in, um, politics. And the reason I say that about him you know he is someone who has uh, studied communism, studied uh, the actions not just of the communist parties, uh, formal political parties around the world, but the communist movement, the way the communists move money around. Um, and so I got the chance to interview him, and I'm giving you this preface because I call this little segment "Ukraine and Russia. It's complicated, and the reason I'm doing as many little segments to say this." There are many, many people out there in the world uh, who are saying essentially, um, as Trevor Loudon says, he sees the world in this vision of, um, you know, you have Russia and the communists pushing communism and socialism. You have America, the free, the free world, standing up for the freedom of the individual and and all, all the things America stands for. And that was like a historic context. It's one versus the other. Many people see the world through that paradigm, and it's not a wrong paradigm. However, in this era, we also have people concerned about the rise of the World Economic Forum, the New World Order people, the globalists who want to have one world government. They want to have a socialist government rule the world. They want to diminish the rule of nation states. And so the, instead of the dichotomy being you know, free world versus the communists, it's more about New World Order people uh, versus those who believe in nation states. Those people in that second category, the ones who think about nation states, and they are, while they do not like Russia's aggression into the Ukraine, and they are concerned and they recognize that innocent Ukrainian citizens are being. Killed and harmed and, and, and just living through a horrific experience. They also see uh, that the Ukraine is the core of money laundering uh, in this world. It's why we had the big deal with the Ukraine and Burisma and many other um, other issues we've talked about in this show. Uh, Zelensky, the president in the Ukraine, he is seen widely as someone who is very much, uh, at least, amenable to and facilitating the money laundering and and um, just just someone who's. People who are concerned about the new world order are saying, look, you know, we, don't want, we don't want to be supporting Zelensky. So even among well-educated people and people who are uh, you know, passionate lovers of America, there's a very big divide between the, some people saying, we, America, ought to be helping the Ukraine as much as we can and others saying, look, it's a mess over there, they're both kind of bad, we don't like either, let's stay out of it. I'm saying all this because part of what I got into with this interview today, that you're going to hear in little segments, my interview I did over the weekend with Trevor Loudon, and it was an audio interview. So we're just gonna play it and we'll show some pictures of him while we're playing it. But I want you to hear, this is an extremely wise man, an extremely well-researched man. So I wanna have you hear what he has to say about these important issues. I also wanna commend, before we turn to playing the clips of this interview with him, on our website, AmericaCanWeTalk.org, AmericaCanWeTalk.org, we have a blog, and the top piece of the blog is called The Ukrainian Conundrum. The Ukrainian Conundrum. It was actually posted by my husband, written by my husband, and, and posted there. Um, he is, my husband's a great thinker, a great student of politics, and a great student of, the, of you know these serious kinds of issues we talk about in this show. It really does a good job of laying out the various contrasts in the way to look at the situation with Russia and the Ukraine, and therefore what America should do. So urge you to read that. So now I want to turn to tell you that this interview, as I said, with Trevor Louden uh, we just met up with him. My husband and I met up with him, uh, and on Sunday, and, and had this great conversation. And uh, we found a little, um, you know, corner in the in the lobby of this hotel and record this interview. And then we took him out to lunch, and so we had a great long time with him. I, I really deeply respect his thinking, and so I was here basically. He was here to talk about Ukraine, Russia, and a lot of other things. And I wanted to focus with him on, on those kind of things too. We started with this first segment. Uh, it says broken in four or five segments. Five segments, I guess. So I want to start with this first one, where we talked about the idea of who Joe Biden is. I cannot urge you strongly enough. Not only listen, but if you unless you've taken shorthand and you can take down everything he's saying, you need to go back and listen to this so you get these facts down of who Joe Biden really is. Last thing about Trevor Loudon. He writes at and posts at and does videos at Epoch Times, E-P-O-C-H, Epoch Times. That's a great resource. If you just look up on the internet, Epoch Times, Trevor Loudon, you'll come across a slew of 20 to 25 minute videos. He's done so well informed, so substantive, and really it's a treat for all of us to have Trevor Loudon with us today, at least on video. So very first one, who in the world is Joe Biden? Let's roll with that, Mr. Becker. I'm here today. I met with uh, Trevor Loudon, and he happened to be in Dallas speaking at an organization tonight. And I had the opportunity to grab a quick interview, and I was so grateful for that. So sitting here with Trevor Loudon, and for those of you who uh, you're thinking, I'm sure I know that name. You do. He's been on my show before. Uh, He's talked actually a couple times. One time, he talked about his book, White House Reds, which dealt with the connections to the communist movement among people who were candidates for the democrat nomination for the presidency uh he's also the author of burn this book what keith ellison doesn't want you to know about his radical marxist and Islam- islamist associations and agenda it's a long title i can't wait to read that book yep. but he's sitting here with me so we're, what we're going to talk about today um are his videos that he has up at epoch times and i just watch them i've been up since 6:15 a.m watching these this morning uh one was counter Punch with Trevor Loudon. That's the name of his series on Epoch Times. Counterpunch with Trevor Loudon, the video, and then what we were—I was watching this morning was was essentially called "Why Biden Will Not Defend Ukraine." So,
2: welcome, Trevor Loudon. Hey, great to be great to be here. Good to see you again, Debbie.
0: Good to see you, sir. Okay, so you covered so much in this, and I want to kind of walk through with the listeners why this is so important because the world is encouraging Biden to get involved help Ukraine defend itself against Russia but before we get to that I want to talk a little bit about your research and background on who Joe Biden is and how he got to the presidency of the United States catapulting from a city council position you talk briefly how Biden got to the
2: White House well Biden got his position through a group called Council for a livable world they picked him out he ran against a four term Republican incumbent in a Republican state as a 29 year old city councillor and he won. The Council for a Livable World was run at the time by a man called Al Gore Sr., uh, the father of Al Gore Jr. Now, Al Gore Sr. was the protege of a man called Armand Hammer, the leading American Soviet agent of the early 20th century. But the Council for a Livable World itself was set up by a man called Leo Seelard a former atomic scientist with the Manhattan Project and and an identified Soviet agent. And their job was to, they've, they've elected way over 200 senators now, including Obama, including Dianne Feinstein, and many others. And their job was to pick senators who had work to gut the US military, who had worked to negotiate weak treaties with the Soviet Union that would give the Soviets, or now Russia, a big advantage over the United States to cancel weapon systems, to downgrade the US military. And Joe Biden was one of their greatest recruits. He talks uh, at their their 50th anniversary in 2012. He talks about being guided by the council, how they were with them when he was chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, when when they helped him and Obama negotiate the START treaty with Russia, the treaty that was so good for Putin and so disastrous for America that Trump had to unilaterally cancel it. Joe Biden has been working in the interests of Moscow, and Beijing and Tehran his entire political career, which is why we see the Iran nuclear deal, why Biden gave Iran the green light on, F- on Ukraine and will do nothing substantial to stop Putin, and why Biden basically allowed China to militarize this, the South China Sea, gave them Afghanistan and pretty much anything else they want. Biden must be impeached for the survival of this country.
0: Love that! I meant to mention in the beginning of this. If those of you not familiar with Trevor Loudon, he is a longtime author, filmmaker, and public speaker. He is from New Zealand. You hear that very fun accent. I wish I had that accent. But he's engaged, for, been engaged for over 30 years in researching the radical left, Marxism, the Marxist movement, terrorist movements, and their covert influence on mainstream politics. And the reason I wanted to get that in at the beginning is this is a extremely well-researched uh, and long-time committed researcher into the- the movements of communist organizations and figures that aren't always people aren't aware of they don't they see things happen and they don't realize what was behind it to start with so I want to be sure and have our listeners understand how extremely important uh, Trevor Loudon's research has been over the years as an author filmmaker and public speaker speaking out about what is behind the scenes Americans don't see so your point back to Joe Biden I find that I'm going to bet you that 1% of America at very most understands anything that you just said. I mean, the Council for Livable World, the idea that a group that was funded by Russians to start with was very much determined to undermine America's military strength. I just think most people don't know that. And, that, and, that, and then you can't assess anything he does because you don't realize what's motivating him.
2: Well, that's right. Most, he was sold to Americans as a moderate Democrat, but his foreign policy record is on the extreme left. When, when Ra- Ronald Reagan was trying to take on the Soviets and combat um, communism in Latin America, Joe Biden was one of his greatest opponents in the US Senate. On foreign policy, he has always been to the extreme left. People talk about the incompetence of the Biden administration. How crazy and incompetent was the debacle in Afghanistan? Why did he basically give Russia the green light in Ukraine? How stupid can he be? He is not stupid. This is a program. He has always worked in the enemy's interests. If he was just stupid, wouldn't he make a mistake in our favor once in a while?
0: (laughs) A very good point indeed. Very good point indeed. You made reference briefly a moment ago to the number of people now serving in America's government that have been helped along the way by this Council for a Livable World. It wasn't just a one-time thing that happened to get Joe Biden catapulted from a city council person to a u.s. senator and then now as our president but his their role council for livable world their role and they they tout themselves as just they're trying to find peace trying to help the world get to a peaceful solution and that's how they sell themselves but just talk a little bit about who else in congress in the senate today got there with help from the council for livable world
2: look of of the current 50, approximately 50 Democrat senators and well, a couple of independents, Angus King and Bernie, uh, Bernie Sanders, f- over 40 of them were elected by the Council for a Livable World, including Sanders, including Angus King, including Dianne Feinstein, uh, Heinrich. Um, virt- virtually, it's harder to find someone who wasn't elected with their help. John Kerry, John John Kerry, absolutely. Barack Obama, Barack Obama, absolutely. Elizabeth Warren, Elizabeth Warren, yes, very very close. She's extremely close to the Council for a Livable World. Truly amazing. So oh, so go ahead. yeah, well, you just look up their website. It's still there. They're backing eight senators, I believe, in the in the uh, this year's Senate elections they've elected. They boast they've elected well over two hundred senators and over three hundred Congress members. They are the organization most responsible for the destruction and gutting of the U.S. military. And Biden has put five of their senior people into positions in the State Department, the National Security Council, the Department of Defense, all involved with disarmament. And the goal is to disarm America while Russia and China build up.
0: You know, folks, we're going to jump right into the next segment. I do want to tell our radio listeners, I know at the bottom of the hour, you're going to go off into a break for three minutes. Please come back after the break. Don't go away because the show goes on for a whole another 40 minutes. And I encourage you to stay tuned. Uh, this is Debbie George-Addis on America. Can we talk? And we're going through this amazing interview I was uh, fortunate, blessed to have with Trevor Loudon. The next segment we're going to talk about He's talking about how Biden was made his way politically by being supported from the very, very outset of his political career by the Council for Livable World, a Russian-funded, communist-oriented, anti-American organization, operates under the guise of trying to push for peace and disarmament. All they really are doing is pushing for disarmament of America, not disarmament of Russia. It is is the most astonishing manipulation and literally has put into, as you heard Trevor Loudon say, dozens of people into power in Washington. In this next segment, we're going to talk about how uh, Joe Biden actually, once he's into the White House, the people he put in places and positions of power in Washington also communist-oriented, communist-supported, communist-funded people. He put them in very high positions of power in our country today. Let's play the next segment. The list you just gave of people, you mentioned that Joe Biden has put as president today here in 2022, put people in power in positions of influence who actually are sympathetic to the notion of weakening America's military, and at the same time, not weakening Russia's military. How can those people get approved? How, how does this happen in
2: Washington? Well, basically, the, the uh, Republican Party rubber stamps with rare exceptions, um, a Biden, administ- Biden appointees. They have no idea of their background. The CIA doesn't tell them. The FBI doesn't tell them. The FBI is basically working for the Democrats. So is the That's CIA. Absurd. So so there is no scrutiny on these people. For instance, four Republicans recently install, voted to install Deb Haaland as Secretary of the Interior. Now that woman controls 20% of the US um, land mass, all of the mining and energy extraction on public lands. She was put in place by Judith LeBlanc of the Communist Party USA, a party that supports both Russia and China right now engineered a second term congresswoman from new mexico into a left winger extreme left winger into that position right when we need the energy reserves right when we need every ounce of energy we can get she's keeping it locked down because she was put in place by an by an agent of china and russia this is this is a a very deep penetration we have going on
0: the woman who helped Deb Haaland get into that position of interior uh, secretary, isn't she the one who was also pushing the and uh, uh, trying to end the Keystone Pipeline to yeah. derail it?
2: Well, well, the first thing that Biden did when he got elected was to cancel the Keystone Pipeline, bringing uh, energy from Canada to the United States that that was in response so-called to the protest those protests were organized they were people were trained by judith leblanc of the communist party usa the communist party usa got that pipeline shut down biden obliged then the same woman engineered for deb harland a marxist to be put in as Secretary of the Interior, controlling huge amounts of America's energy, right when we need that energy to counter Russia. Surprise, surprise.
0: That was an astounding thing. I will tell our listeners again, I'll briefly make a uh, plug here. On Epoch Times, first of all, I subscribe to them. If you don't, you really should think about it. And the videos you're able to watch, they're about somewhere between 20 and 25 minutes that um, Trevor Loudon puts up. Weekly, I think. Yeah, pretty much weekly. And they are so full of facts. If you're trying to take notes, you'll find yourself pausing it and trying to type faster to keep up because they're filled with facts most Americans don't know. So now let's turn our attention to Russia and the Ukraine. There is a tremendous movement in America to push Biden to get involved in helping the Ukraine in some way and pushing back against the Russians. So let's start with Putin. Actually, I have a background on Putin. Is he? an ideological communist or is he just more of a loves big power rule the oligarchs power guy who is he
2: well look we i've got a new video coming out on wednesday and it's all about by a putin's communist background as recently as 2017 putin organized he got he, and keynoted he organized the venue and keynoted an international communist youth gathering in Sochi, Russia. They used the same facilities as the Olympic, you know, the Winter Olympics used. This was 30,000 communists from all over the world, from America, from Britain, whatever. Hard, There was to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the Bolshevik Revolution. And Putin told these 30,000 kids who were looking at him like he was a rock star, like all gaga, gooey-eyed, at this great man, Um, He told them the future was theirs, go for it, go for it, go for it. Putin is an ideological communist, yet he's got millions of Westerners and Americans thinking he is a Christian. This has been a massive Russian propaganda push for the last 15 years to neutralize the American conservatives and Christians to accept what he is about to do. Now Putin, um, I've got a great little tape with Putin talking about his Christianity, and he says, "Well, Christianity's just like communism. It's all about brotherhood. It's about equality. You know, Le- interring Lenin in Lenin's tomb is just like, you know, an icon of the saints." You know, Putin is a hardcore communist. What is happening in Ukraine is the first step in taking Europe and changing the whole balance of world power in favor of Russia and China.
0: There was a statement by Putin became famous a few years ago where he said essentially the single biggest catastrophe, disaster, whatever his word was, uh, in the 20th century was the fall of the Soviet Empire.
2: That's right, and he said that the breakup of the Soviet Union was illegal which implies that restoring the Soviet Union would be a legal um, and moral imperative, which is exactly what he's doing. If anybody thinks this is just about Ukraine, they're not living in the real world. This is about the control of Europe. And if you can control Europe, you could basically control the balance of power of the world. And that is the real goal here.
0: So Putin, back to his current plan, he's in Ukraine. Where do you see if he's successful in in essentially taking over Ukraine? You see him just moving west, moving west
2: and north? He will take the Baltic states. He will he will uh, peacefully incorporate some other states. He'll set up a, a basically pan European Union, but he will attack NATO nations if necessary. That will get him in confrontation with NATO and Biden will back down.
0: Let's talk about Biden now. Since we talked in the beginning of this interview about who Biden is and who got him into power, this Council of a Livable World, and how throughout um, now President Biden's career in the Senate and then in the White House, he was always supportive of efforts to disarm and weaken America's military, and at the same time would never uh, counter or, or attack in any way the Russian military or the Russian government. So right now you see his willingness to allow Ukraine to be overrun as part and parcel of that, as just, of course, is what he's doing.
2: Look, look, he, he is refusing to do the one thing that could really hurt Russia's war effort. That is open the spigots of American energy. Drop the price here, send energy to Europe, help Ukraine and depress the world. Um, energy energy prices, so that would really damage Russia's economy. That would do far more than any sanctions, but he won't do that. All he's done is ban Russian imports into America, but he wants to buy that oil from Iran and Venezuela, who are both Russian allies. So it's taking from one hand and giving to the other. Putin, Biden will do nothing serious to defend Ukraine. He's going through the motions, he's pretending, uh, he knows that the left are all up in arms about this. Um, he also knows that a lot of the American right have been gulled and compromised by, you know, the the, the massive amount of Russian propaganda out there. Putin is a Christian. Uh, Ukraine is under the control of George Soros. The Ukrainians are all Nazis. Um, America has no interest in the Ukraine. This is all Russian propaganda being pumped 24-7 through the U.S. Internet, through, um, through, even through Tucker Carlson, but also through QAnon, through the Ron Paul Institute and many other organisations. This Russian propaganda has got a large proportion of the American public thinking that what Biden, Putin is doing in Ukraine is almost justified. And that we certainly shouldn't get involved in it. Okay,
0: the next segment we have. This is a great interview. I'm realizing right now we're not going to get the whole thing in today, but this next segment I want to get in for sure. So we went from that again. I'm speaking. This is you're hearing the interview, but I did over the weekend uh, with Trevor Loudon, and just a, a amazing resource. What we turn to next was this whole argument about where does a new world order fit into this? Because Putin has made statements saying he's against a new world order and he loves Russia and he doesn't like the new world order. So a lot of people think, well, then maybe he's a good guy because we don't like the new world order either. We like America. He likes Russia. So it gets people confused and concerned about which side we should really be on and whether we want to be, uh, whether Putin has some validation for what he's uh, doing in the Ukraine. So next segment, we're going to be talking about Ukraine, Burisma, the New World Order, George Soros, what he thinks about this, all this in this very next segment in this interview, uh, my interview with Trevor Loudon over the weekend. Actually, your last remarks brought me to a topic I want to be sure to raise. So there is an ongoing discussion um, you know, in all sorts of very high level uh, political pundits and, and on, on websites that are usually more considered more substantive and serious and not um, not lightweight. They're concerned about the idea that if America gets in, in the middle of anything helping Ukraine, we're, we're bolstering Zelensky, who is seen as uh, by these this line of thinking. I want to have you respond to it, but the line of thinking is Zelensky is, you know, certainly uh, somehow involved in uh, Ukrainian um money laundering that the, the whole thing with hunter biden and the laptop and burisma and hunter biden getting paid you know, fifty thousand or eighty-three thousand, whatever it was a month by burisma that Zelensky's behind all that so people don't they are arguing we shouldn't help ukraine because we're but we're, we're supporting we're Zelensky and we're and helping he's the world order yeah know? yeah and that's, it is actually the whole new world order question is putin has said he's against that or i don't know if he meant it but he said he's against the new world order and a lot of the supporters of it are saying get behind ukraine so how does that all fit into how you see things
2: look a lot of people talk about Zelensky he went to a meeting of the world economic Forum. Trump's been to a meeting of the World economic Forum. Biden has been uh, uh, Putin has been involved with the world economic Forum continuously continu- continuously since the 1990s. He is a great personal he has got a great relationship with Klaus Schwab who incidentally has a bust of Lenin. In his office you can see it if you look at his pictures putin is not against the new world order he is the new world order he can the russians control these things um you, you look at george soros uh, you know putin says i hate george soros soros says i hate putin so we all hate george soros so we must be friends with Putin.
0: Right, I mean,
2: yeah, this is absolute garbage George Soros has worked in the interests of Russia his entire career. He was a little Jewish boy in Hungary during World War II. The Nazis invaded. He was fostered out to a Catholic family to protect him from the Nazis. Soros... um, where is the father was a capo his job was to confiscate jewish property for the nazis little georgie t- tagged along thought it was great so then the soviets invade they were hanging nazi collaborators from the lamppost and sending them to siberia unless you made a deal with the soviets and started to work for the soviets george soros was allowed to leave soviet occupied hungary go through numerous Soviet checkpoints through Soviet-occupied Austria and got out to the West. How would you do that? As a Nazi collaborator, which he was, how would you do that had you not made a deal with the Soviet authorities? George Soros has worked in the interests of Russia and China his entire political career against the interests of America, England and Israel. Look, if if there's a if George, Soros has got, if George Soros doesn't have a great big fat file in KGB headquarters in Moscow, I'll, I'll eat my pillow. I'll eat Mike Lindell's pillow that <laughs> I sleep on. Okay.
0: They're pretty big pillows, Mike Lindell's pillows. They are, yeah. they
2: are.
0: <laughs> so it really, for, for very serious patriots, you know, you know, I've told you about my show before, the entire purpose of my show is to defend America, unique, extraordinary, great, Uh, from the founding of the country the declarations promises the idea of rights from god the idea of our constitution declaration people who want to support america's continued freedom and all of the structure of freedom that comes to constitution we most patriots like that are very very concerned about new world order very concerned about the you know the um ending of sovereignty the weakening of nation states because the new world order is going to replace the nation states so how do people who view that who don't want the new world order they do want america as a as a unique strong nation state how do they defend that in in the context of all yeah. this mess uh,
2: look and that's a great question because i i, I actually understand where people are coming from But who's implementing the New World Order? It's the United Nations, which is controlled by the Russians. It is the World Economic Forum, which is almost certainly controlled by the Russians. It's the World Council of Churches, which is absolutely controlled by the Russians. The Russians are not opposed to the New World Order. They are leading the New World Order. And their conquest of Ukraine, if it's successful, will be the first step in conquering Europe which will change the whole world balance of power. China will attack into the Pacific. Iran will attack into the Middle East. These are all allies, and we will be living in a communist world very, very soon. What Putin is a communist, the KGB, the Soviet intelligence services, Russian intelligence services, are in open alliance with the Chinese, the Russians and the Chinese are part of a a political economic military alliance called the Shanghai Cooperation Organization. The Russians and the Chinese held the world's biggest in world history military exercise together outside St. Petersburg in 2018, ZAPOD 18. They just held a major joint naval exercise in the Northern Indian Ocean. They held a joint naval exercise within spitting distance of Hawaii earlier this year. We have to understand yes i'm opposed to the new world order but the leadership of the new world order is russia it is communist it is the old communist movement that's always been and if they can take ukraine that is a huge step towards a world government which they will control
0: I am just thrilled to hear because I know how much research you do and you study and you read and you're aware of history and you're aware of organizations that are uh, at play that uh, I think most people don't understand and know. And what you're saying is counter to what when I'm thrilled to hear it, but it's counter to what many people have been arguing about the situation. And I don't I tell you as a good segue to the next topic, which is no one likes the idea of being played, like thinking that they they thought they came to some conclusion themselves and turns out they've been manipulated the whole time you're describing it sounds to me that this advocacy for people who are saying we we can't fight against uh russia because um you know we we're, then we we're, we're Touting Ukraine, and we're touting their whole uh, corruption. All of that you're saying is part of of Russian disinformation and manipulation. Look, there is
2: there is a massive amount of Russian disinformation out there. Ukraine is Nazi. This is what. This is fantasy. They talk about the Azov Battalion, which is two and a half thousand people in a Christian country that 's standing up to communism. There are Nazis in Russia, there are Nazis in Germany, there are Nazis in Italy there are america. Nazis in this country, so america 's a Nazi country, right no it isn 't Norway had a Nazi government in World War two so norway 's a Nazi country now. France had a Nazi government in World War II, so France is a Nazi country, this is pure Russian disinformation. We have to understand that Putin has tens of thousands of people flooding the internet with this stuff, and people are are getting this through QAnon, it's filtering through even to Tucker Carlson, it's filtering through major American websites, and people getting this secret knowledge. Well, yeah, the Ukraine is really Nazi. The CIA runs Ukraine. Um, all of this, this is Russian disinformation. The Orange Revolution in Ukraine was when a fraudulent election had occurred, the pro Russian faction was in control, and the people threw out. the the pro-Russian faction just like we've been trying to throw out the pro-Russian faction that took over our country in the last election. The people of Ukraine are on the same side as us. They are the real ones against the new world order. But the propaganda is so deep that people will, their heads will explode when they hear this because they have been so convinced for the last 15 years Putin's a Christian, Russia, it's all NATO's fault for brushing up against Russia. It's all, um, you know, Soros controls Ukraine. The Ukraine is hopelessly corrupt. The Biden faction was dealing with the pro-Russian faction in the Ukraine, mm-hmm. not the anti-Russian faction. Right? Yeah. yeah. We got to understand this. Ukraine has zigzagged, seesawed between the Russian leadership and the anti-Russian leadership. The anti-Russian leadership is now in control, which is why Russia wants to destroy them and incorporate them into the new Soviet Union. All of that energy, all of those mining resources, Ukraine is a very rich area. And we've seen how tough their fighters are. Well, wouldn't it be nicer to have them on our side rather than on Russia's side? Because if we allow Ukraine to fall, they will be they will be incorporated into the new evil empire. And they will, we will be dealing with them fighting us all across Europe until Europe surrenders and America surrenders Europe.
0: I have the same feeling I have every time I talk with you that I need about seven more hours. However, (laughs) we don't have that. I do want to turn to one last topic. And you know folks i'm going to do something with this i had hoped to fit the whole interview in today but we don't really have time today to do justice to it we're going to do, play other two segments tomorrow uh one of the segments we he, we talked about actually a film a documentary that trevor louden is releasing has released it's called enemies within the church you can get it yourself enemieswithinthechurch.com and again he's talking about russia disinformation russia you know spreading their ideology through the churches and the tactics they use, the, what they did in America. So you have churches now who are standing up for all sorts of communist, Marxist, cultural Marxist, social justice warrior. All of these um, agenda items of the anti-American left have been embraced by what used to be the Christian churches. And he traces back the infiltration of America's churches, Christian churches, to the Russian disinformation effort that goes on endlessly and relentlessly and how the American churches are actually assisting, unknowingly, assisting this Russian ultimate communist aggression around the world, including in America. So we have that segment. Then we also talked about the biolabs in the Ukraine. Those are two last segments. I'm going to have to wait till tomorrow uh, because I don't want to cut them off. I want to have a chance to talk with you about them. So uh, again, I want to urge you that was uh, his name is Trevor Loudon, and he does a weekly or so video at Epoch Times, E-P-O-C-H, times um and they are and i think you might have to be a member to listen to them but it's worth uh, joining epoch times just to hear these interviews because i have to tell you you know i my husband and i are just extremely dedicated to saving america i mean that's what we think about how do you save america and the idea that in america we have serious thinkers who dedicate time and energy and effort and and you know their waking hours what do i do and they are the products or they are the recipients of Russian disinformation. And so they don't know what they're looking at. They don't know what truth is. I'm not saying, I think Trevor Loudon is right about every single issue there ever was. I am saying that this is a man whose opinions have uh, 30 years of history being tested, proven, uh, and, and the research, for example, the book he was holding up in one of the little, we rotated some pictures throughout as you played that interview. Uh, he wrote that book, um, and, and called, I think it's Reds in the White House, but he's talking about the communist connections of many of the top leaders of the Democrat Party. And honestly, I think for most Americans, I mean, there are more people waking up, but for most Americans, well, you know, you got the Republicans, you got the Democrats, and you know, they each have some things they kind of stand for. And there, there is a growing awareness, but there needs to be a, a much larger growing awareness that the Democrat Party, the anti-American left, has just been completely consumed by Marxist ideology. What they push, what they put in their platform, what they stand for, is Marxism. And it is a dangerous, over-the-cliff to communism, and this is exactly what the Russians do. And it's, it's funny, I think that for a long time, I even during the, um, let's see, I can't remember which political campaign it was. Uh, it was Obama, um, I guess, and John Kerry, Car- no, Obama, um, when he ran against Romney, was mocking Romney's concern about Russia. Mocking it. Oh, come on, you know, it's Cold War, uh, let's catch up to the modern-day times. And the left is very good at this. Leftists are very good at mocking anyone, expressing any concern about what they're uh, talking about, what they're doing. So we'll come back to those last two segments tomorrow. Uh, before I get to my next segment, I want to mention, if you enjoy this show, first off, if you're on radio, I want to be sure you know you're listening to America Can We Talk. Our website is americacanwetalk.org. My name is Debbie Georgiades. If you're listening on radio or any other place, I urge you strongly to go to our website, americachemmetalk.org. You can watch the show there. We are working on a massive redoing of our website, which is taking longer than we hoped, uh, but you can every single day, Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. Central Time. You can watch the show right on the website. It's also, of course, available um, on f- our Facebook page, America Can We Talk Facebook page. It goes out on Rumble and all of the new modern platforms, uh, the newer platforms. Uh, it's out on Twitter live every day. And so you can watch a lot of places, but the place to go to really know more about the show, read our blogs, let's look at our Why It Matters features is on our website, AmericaCanWeTalk.org two of the things you can do there at the website. You can subscribe to a weekly newsletter. I urge you to do that at americacanbetalk.org. Hit that subscribe button. You get a weekly, a once weekly email from me. It is free and I urge you to share it and spread it. It's all, all it does is share with you and everyone who reads it. The interviews in the previous week the blog posts the topics we just tell you what we've been doing and where we're headed so i urge you to subscribe to the newsletter i also urge you to consider supporting this show several ways to do that you can just make a donation thank you to everyone who has made a donation this show is pretty much commercial free you realize it's just an hour of talking about saving america four days a week but you can make a contribution. Uh, truly thank each and every one of you who support this show. You can also join America Can We Talk again at the website, americacanwetalk.org. On the homepage under members, click on members, join comes up. It's a mere $50 a year, although you're more than welcome to pay more than 50 if you'd like. But $50 a year, it gets you discounts to our upcoming summits, which we've now gotten other uh, more great speakers lined up for our summit this fall, October 15th is our fall summit. I'm gonna be announcing shortly the beginning of these great lineup of speakers. You get If you join America Community Talk, you get a discounted price on attending the summit and the products which are coming out soon too, America Community Talk products. So I urge you to join. You can also support this show by go to two different websites where I am just grateful to have their support and, and a way you can get great products and you can uh, support the show at the same time one is a drink that i drink and this is a a call in fact mr becker probably has a thing yeah there you go it's called hydro shop you can see if you're watching you can see it's called hydro shop and i drink one can in the morning they have uh, three flavors that i love lemon lime strawberry and orange and they also have green tea hydro shop but the great thing about Hydro Shot, it truly does increase performance, endurance, focus. It's nitric oxide boost. It is infused hydrogen. And I'm telling you, the, the reams of information they send me all the time. I mean, I, I don't want to spend a show reading you the information, but this is actually a wonderful product, only available online. And when you go to order it, you go to the website, H2Bev, and the two is in numeral two, H2Bev, B-E-V.com, And on that uh, website, you put in the promo code Debbie G D E B B I E G, and you order yourself a case or two or three or four or five cases. I drink one can a day. I can tell you professional athletes drink it. It's a great drink. It truly does increase energy, focus. I have it every morning. urge you to have that too. The second way to support this show is if you want to go to MyPillow.com. It's funny, Trevor Longman was joking about MyPillow, but MyPillow.com uh, again, at that website, mypillow.com. If you order any products they have there, they have all high-quality products, every single solitary one. Pillows, sheets, bath towels, slippers, bathrobes, many other products. Uh, so go to mypillow.com and pick all the things you might want. Get some gifts for your family and friends. And as you're checking out, use the promo code Debbie G. D-E-B-B-I-E-G. D-E-B-B-I-E-G and you get up to 66% off on my pillow products. When you order the Hydro Shot, you get 10% off. This place, you get up to 66% off, although uh, it depends on the product. And I, and each of the time that happens, I get a, a little bit of a payment to me and it helps support this show. So the great ways to do it and get good products for yourself. The last little segment I wanted to do today, you know, I, I can't believe I have like my adult friends asking me uh, what I thought about the Oscars. So Will and Jada Smith, uh, you, everyone, I'm going to guess, um, I'm going to guess, actually, most of my listeners don't listen to the Oscars. Um, I can proudly say I've never watched them. I, I mean, I I'm, I, know that acting is a career, and I know that people are, they, they work hard, and I'll, I get that all, and I know that they're great actors, and I enjoy great movies once in a while. I've never been crazy about Oscars or all, any of the other of those shows, because it seems like, I don't know, I wish they'd have great awards, like with the country watching and cheering on people who are like, Really good school teachers, you know they, they should have a, a program like that. The Oscars, great school teachers, great moms who raise children, great nurses and great doctors. I mean, there should be you know all the adulation because they're famous. That's, that's one reason the Oscars cheer me up. But in any case, at the Oscars, you likely know that, that Will Smith um, went up on stage live television while Chris Rock is doing his spiel um entertaining and uh chris rock had made some comment about will smith's wife's um hair or rather her lack of hair she suffers from a condition called um i'm just gonna say it correctly i'm sure i will not i don't want to say it incorrectly but she suffers from this condition Alopecia. alopecia alopecia thank you there alopecia which basically means she lost her hair jada smith is so beautiful frankly she doesn't even need hair and she's still more beautiful than almost everybody but in any case uh, Chris Rock made a comment about her hair, and um, and Will Smith got up and on live stage apparently slapped Chris Rock, and and you know and said you know stop making fun of my wife basically, and so there are just mountains of ink spent on this and commentary and and you know people outrage and people oh, counter outrage. I just want to say this, I don't watch those things because I I just think it's so much adulation of people who are already like millionaires and billionaires, and so it just doesn't really appeal to me that much, and I would rather see awards given to great nurses and teachers and moms and people like that. But the most offensive thing, that bugging more than anything else, do you know that Jada Smith has a, uh, an online, or a Facebook show, like Red Page or something like that, And so they put this show on and they talk about their families. They sit there, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith, who is beautiful, and Will Smith, great actor. You know, they go on and on talking about their family, sharing more information that most people would probably be interested in sharing about their personal families. You want to know how many people watch that show? Jada Smith talking about her family and her kids and her husband? 30 million. 30 million. People, that's like getting close to 10% of America. And I really want to ask you seriously, of all the issues you could care about in the United States of America, you know, could you, you know, do we have a president who shouldn't be serving because he has dementia? Are we in danger because we have a completely porous southern border? Are we in danger because we have a presidency which has been overtaken by and a, a representative of our government, the president of the United States, overtaken by and funded by communists? Do we have dangerous foreign policy? serious issues, and this is what I wish 30 million Americans would pay attention to, rather than Jada Smith's and Will Smith's family and personal things. Of all the things about that whole story, the idea that we have 30 million people who think that it's just so unserious in very serious times. But as we uh, head out, I know our listeners on radio are headed out, so we'll talk to you again. Tomorrow, the show is Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. Central Time. You're listening to America, Can We Talk? Monday through Thursday, 3 p.m. Central Time. Come back tomorrow, talk to you then. For our online listeners, we turn and tell you at the close of every show why the stories we talked about today matter to you. So we start the show, time for the 25th Amendment. GAF is not a strong enough word to describe Biden's off-script rantings about pursuing regime change in Russia sending the 82nd Airborne into Ukraine, launching in-kind biochemical attack if Russia uses such weapons. All of those are reasonable conclusions based on things he actually said out loud. These are not minor misspeaks or harmless errors. They're remarks by the President of the United States, and they are dangerous to all Americans, to all mankind, provocative, easily misinterpreted or misunderstood, and irresponsible. They're also the product of senility, mental decline. This is what the 25th Amendment was intended to address. Time to invoke it. And on Democrats love power more than America, and I mean that. Democrats clamor for Trump to take a mental health exam testing his cognitive abilities. So Trump did take the test and did pass with flying colors. Democrats clamor for Trump cabinet to invoke the 25th Amendment and remove Trump. And the only reason they did that is because he was successful in convincing the American people to embrace his pro-America policies. That's why the left wanted to, to remove Trump because they didn't like how much he convinced Americans to love America. Democrats in 2022 cannot possibly be oblivious to Biden's of mental decline, cannot possibly be oblivious to risks to all Americans from Biden's off-script rantings, and they know what the 25th Amendment addresses. Biden is an obvious risk to America and the world, but the Dems so far won't address it. They love power more than America. And on Ukraine and Russia, it's complicated. Oligarchs, corruption, authoritarianism, every direction, communism, new world order, globalism in the mix, respected voices of different views, clarity for what outcome is in America's national interests is not yet evidence. Stalemate, non-escalation to nuclear weapons. These are the immediate hopes. Biden's unfitness for office muddles everything. And I'll add to that, our distrust in the federal government and what And what their motives are makes people very, very nervous about what decisions seem to come out of the Biden administration. And last thing, worst thing about Will and Jada Smith, Oscar's slap, good for a lot of clickbait, millions of opinions. The worst thing, Jada Pickett's red-page Facebook show about her family and personal life draws 30 million viewers. This is so unserious. How many of those with opinions about Will's slap or Jada's show could find Ukraine on a map, or perceive the importance of the loss of freedom taking place in America, or understand the consequences of our open border. Whither American culture? And that, my very fine friends, is America Can We Talk for today. Thank you so very much for tuning in to America Can We Talk every Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. Central Time. I do this show to speak up about the unique and extraordinary greatness of America. I do this show because America matters. And I'll talk to you next time.
1: Can We Talk the Truth About America?